Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in High Fidelity. Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Hey, America, how you doing? How does everybody feel? Victory, victory, victory. It is a big, big victory. 305 to 233, right? It's pretty big, right? 305, 305 to 233. That is a resounding victory. You guys understand what that means, right? You understand how powerful that is. You understand what that, uh, in the grand scheme of things, how that plays into history. Well, it plays huge into history, right? It plays really super huge into history, and and we're we're uh, we're part of it. We're we're here. We're playing a role in history. Now, I, I want to share something with you. Uh, my son and I talked about my son Doyle, um, and uh, I, I thought this was interesting. You know, I've never been a fan of Van Jones. I've always felt like perhaps Van Jones should be locked up or worse. Uh, he's an avowed communist. He worked directly in the White House. Uh, yes, that's right. Uh, Barack Hussein. Obama, one of his first things to do uh, when he assumed control of our house is he invited Van Jones. You might say, man, is he starting already? Yeah, yeah, he's starting already. A lot to say, a lot to say. So Van Jones, he's a he's an avowed communist, former right-hand man of, of Barack Hussein Obama. And this is what Van Jones said, you know, because he's a commentator on, I think, MSNBC and CNN, stuff like that. Uh, so Van Jones said this of last night's historic results, Donald Trump winning in a massive survival. Look, this is, this is, this is epic. This is epic. 305 to 233. 305 to 233. That's, that's giant. It's giant. So anyway, so Van Jones says, this is not verbatim, but, but you get the point. What do I tell my children? As a black man, what do I tell my black children? What do I tell my my black friends' children? How do I tell them to treat people? How do I tell my Muslim friends that they're safe here? I mean, I had friends calling me, my Muslim friends calling me and saying, is he going to kick us out? My illegal immigrant friends, they were they were calling me saying, is he is he going to kick us out? Is Donald Trump going to kick us out of America? How do I tell my immigrant friends and my Muslim friends are not going to be deported? What do we tell America's female children about how men are supposed to treat women? That's what my son said. You want to know what to tell your children? You want to know how you tell your children this? Sticks and stones may break our bones, but words will never hurt me. Point being, if you're a murderous criminal, you're you're not going to be president. If the criminal justice system won't discredit you and dismiss you, the American people 
will. Amen. Doyle and I stayed up uh, to the wee hours of the morning. And it's interesting because I called it. I know I don't have any power to call it. Sean Green or calling it doesn't mean anything. Uh, it's not database. It's just um, I had made the decision to, to, that that's it. This is this is too far over the tipping point, And uh, he absolutely is going to be president. So I called it. And then seven minutes later, dadgummit, if the news network didn't say, oh, president elect Donald Trump. So, yeah, you heard it here first, if you were listening. So on today's Collision of Faith, and that's, by the way, what you've reached, uh, Collision of Faith and Politics Radio Show. I'm going to share the joy and the hard truths of this hard-fought victory for America and why we shouldn't be so quick to try to unite around our differences, why we shouldn't be so quick to, air quotes, come together. Why? Don't we always hear that, right? We always we always hear that. We always hear how, well, you should just, you know, we should come, to, we should come together. We should come together. We should unite. We should, we should unite. We should come together. We should we should we should be friends and hey uh let's all come together here let's all kumbaya you know because that's what's important right that's what's important none of this other stuff is important it's just that it's it's just that it's mostly important about us coming together yeah i know i said horrible things i know i know i know i know i know i know but you know, that's different. This is very, very different. Very, very different. Very, very different. This is, this is, you know, uh, listen, folks, I want to remind you of the stuff that, 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 that the left said. Do you understand that? Do you under do you do you remember what the left said? Do you remember what a lot of people on the right said? Anybody? Does anybody remember? Yes, that is correct, Jerry from Pennsylvania. By the way, chat is open, and it's vibrant. Um, I received a call from Blog Talk Radio today saying that last week, prior to the show, we were trending to have the biggest show we've ever had, uh, that people were logging on and it was a lot of activity and and even more so today, I got to receive the call today. Uh, kind of cool, it's kind of cool. Giant numbers, really, really amazing. You guys, I appreciate you sharing this and, and uh, you know, copying the links and telling people about the show, telling folks about what we do. And if you wanna help us afford to do what we do, donate button on drshawngreener.com, press that. We have PayPal, very, very safe, and uh, we'd love to have that. So, so you understand that that there there was a big fight. There was a big there was a big clash, the clash of the titans, if you will. And this clash of the titans was a guy who was, yes, an admitted billionaire, TV personality, Registered trademark, just like me, the Ninja Pastor Jerry is right. The Ninja Pastor Jerry actually recommended that I get that trademarked. So I did. I 
I mean, the stuff that, that Donald Trump was saying, listen, there's there's never been anybody in the history of politics that's ever had to run against so much. Donald Trump had to run against his own party. Donald Trump had to run against the big money people. Donald Trump had to run against, you know, and you, you they love the, the left, the press, all these people. They love to point out that Donald Trump, uh, he... He's popular with non-college educated white men. You know, the ones on television commercials they make fun of? Do you know? Hmm? You know which ones? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Come on, you might be the person. You might be the person they're making fun of. You might be. You might just be the white person that they made fun of. You just might be. Well, if you're the white, not college educated, Hey, look, you know, I'm getting all kinds of messages. The demographics, look, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. They made a conscious choice, a very conscious choice to brand the people who support Donald Trump as thick-headed, pig-headed, bigoted. That was you they were calling that. That was you. That's you, folks. Non-college educated. Non-college educated, come on. You know what they're saying when they say that? That's like when they say disadvantaged. When they say disadvantaged use, you disadvantaged you. You know what that is, right? You know what that is? Come on, let's be honest with each other. They called, they called you bullies. They called you deplorables. They called you every name in the book, whatever book that is that people look up. People described the, 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 uh, people described a, a big part of the people who were causing problems with violence surrounding Trump rallies. Violence at Trump rallies. They would, they would, they would make it Trump's thing. We're concerned about the violence at Trump rallies.
My my friend Kevin Jackson uh, from Blacksphere, he called for a landslide a few days ago. Boom. 100% on. Andrea Shea King called for a landslide. Boom. Dead on accurate. But you know what's funny? Is, is you're the people, if you pulled the lever or pressed the button for Donald J. Trump, I, I want you to understand this, folks. I want you to understand this. He won huge, huge, despite the cheating, if you don't think cheating still went on. If you think these are the results because nobody cheated, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you something very powerful. My friend Jerry, uh, you know, Pennsylvania was pit of, uh, just incredibly, pivotally important. The Clinton campaign paid people to steal Trump signs in Pennsylvania. You got $5 a sign in Philadelphia. You got $3 a sign in Harrisburg. If you weren't a kid from some school doing a scavenger hunt who was doing it for free, if you were in Philadelphia or or in the suburbs of Harrisburg, whatever, you if in Philly, you got uh, $5, $3 a sign in Harrisburg. This is what we were against. This is what we were against. Look, you, you, they, they have people voting who had no documentation at all. None whatsoever. My friends, look, I, I, I don't want to belabor this too much, but but Donald Trump and really the right won despite a massive cheating machine. Sixty thousand felon voted in Virginia. We're told that Hillary Clinton won Virginia by 60,000 votes. Isn't that interesting? At one point during the night, there was only 7,000 votes. Seven thousand votes. But then 60,000. Exactly the number of felons. This is what we were. Uh, look, folks, you need to understand. And I know the folks that listen to this show, you know, Governor Terry McAuliffe is one of the most crooked people ever. He got into power in a, in a disgusting way. He's a crook. By the way, thank you to everybody that listens to this show. Uh, that work so hard, Philly, Bob, and Millie, and and so many others all around the country. Uh, so many of you work so hard, and I'm I'm proud of you. God bless you, Philly, Bob. Up up till the wee hours of the morning, two hours of sleep, went to work at five thirty. That's you know that that is very telling of of Trump supporters. We work. We work, we go do jobs. That's why the big surge, you know, this terrible deplorables. 
You know, we're the deplorables. We're the we're the uneducated white people. I have 11 years of postgraduate education, but that's fine. Uh, Trump had my support. No, he wasn't my first. Wasn't my first choice. No, absolutely not. Ted Cruz was. Ted Cruz didn't win. Donald Trump beat 16 other people. You understand that, right? We go to work legally. We own businesses, we work at companies, we, we, we do whatever we can do to get by. Whatever we can do to get by, that's what we do. Because that's, that's the people that moved so aggressively, many, now I said, um, I did a, a message on Sunday night. I would encourage you to listen to that. Uh, the ninjapastor.com, drshawngreener.com, the Ninja Pastor uh, blog. You click there, there's links, or go all the way over to the left to listen. Uh, this listen thing. And uh, let me see. Yeah, all the way to the left banner, listen, radio show. You click on listen, takes you down the radio show. You listen to that. Sunday. Look, folks, you know, I said to, to anybody listening, which I hear was like 80 or 90,000 people on Sunday. I said to any anybody listening, be bold about your choice. Don't be secretive. There's no reason to be secretive. There's no reason at all. I don't think that it was the lesser of two evils. I hear all this talk about lesser of two evils. Look, first of all, as I've said on this show and said in speeches, by the way, I'll be speaking tomorrow night, tomorrow night in Millsboro, Delaware to, uh, I think it's a 912 Patriots group. The title of my speech will be, What Now? What Now? Do you, do you understand what's going on here? Do you understand what's going on here? Do you do you understand? Do you have any look? We we look at we look at Donald Trump and we say to ourselves, "Man, he's messy. He's he's uh you know he's first of all he's a billionaire. Gosh, who can we trust that's actually made eleven zeros after numbers in the amount of money? How do we how the heck do we do that? What in the world do we do that that how do we support this guy? Gosh, you know he's on tape saying so many." So many bad things. Oh my goodness, Michelle Obama. She was she was just appalled. Oh, I don't even want my kids to hear it, really. But then they go listen to Beyonce, Beyonce and Jay Z rapping, getting a rap on up in the White House. I'm going to tell you something. You know, the the working people went to work. And when the working people got home from work, you know what they did? Either they got up early and they went and voted. They managed to find their um, their ID 
They managed to find their picture ID. They managed to find their passport. They managed to find whatever it is that they needed to vote to prove they are who they are. They took it with them. They said, hey, here's my polling card. Here's my thing. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go. I'm going to get my little sticker. Kiss me. I voted. No, it doesn't say kiss me. I vote no to that. Don't want a bunch of weird people kissing me. Not for me. Thank you very much. But you went and you said, hey, I voted. And then you went to work. Or you busted your hump. You, you, you went to lunch and instead of eating lunch, you know, sitting, relaxing, eating lunch because you were nervous about the election because you knew what it cost, it would be. If Hillary Clinton won, the cost would be immense. 90% of Republicans voted for Trump, 85% of evangelicals. Folks, here's the thing. We went to work. We did our thing. We went during our lunch hour. We went before. We went after. We voted. We stood in line for two, three, four hours. Some people, I'm hearing stories of people, some people stood in line for four hours. My friends, do you understand what I'm saying here? Do you understand that that what what the American people, the good American people, what they do, what we do, is we go the heck to work. Now, here's the problem. For the longest time, we didn't, we, we trusted the government. We trusted people in governance. We trusted them to handle our business, and they didn't. It's inarguable. They, they didn't do it. They didn't do it. They, be, they became high. They got high off of the uh, off of the fumes of money, of yours and my money, the power that they took from you and I, because we ceded it to them. We said, "Here, here you go." And then here comes this guy named Donald Trump, sketchy past. Let's be honest about it. Sketchy past. He he'd been a Democrat, but now let's be honest. You live in you live in in uh, in, in Manhattan. Guess what? You're a big businessman. Almost everybody. Look, we talk about the New York values. Ted Cruz talked about the New York New York City values. He was dead on accurate. That's the part you were in. That's where you live. That's where you work. That's where you work your deal. So, you know, I'm not excusing all that, but look, you can't argue that looking down the list that, that he embodied most of the things that most very conservative people stood for. I want you to remember this. I want you to remember this. Look, I, I don't. I, I don't want you. I, I don't want to steal any of the joy of the big win last night. It was exciting. Three oh five to two thirty three. That's big. That's huge, folks. I, I don't want I don't want to steal anybody's joy. I'm joyful. I'm joyful. Tonight when my head hits the pillow, I'm gonna be excited because tomorrow morning, first thing, I'm gonna go and do one of my favorite things. I'm gonna do some some sunrise photography. And I'm gonna be out among wildlife. And I'm gonna be, I'm going to, I'm going to to do what I love to do. I love to do it, and I love being free to do it. I do, I love it. And I'm gonna be excited again. But you know what I know is happening right now? Folks are shredding and burning and throwing away 
and grinding up and destroying hard drives and buying bleach bit and all these other things. They're doing that right now. Folks on the left, no doubt, but there are definitely some folks on the right because they know Donald Trump has said very clearly because he knew what they were up to. And he's the first one with the cojones to stand up and say, hey, guess what? We're going to drain this swamp. We must drain this swamp and prosecute and punish these wrongdoers. But look, the left and some on the right, they're frantically burning the evidence. They're frantically uh, shredding. They're doing this now. They're doing this. This is what they're doing. Don't kid yourself, folks. This is not over. Listen, uh, my buddy Steve from Ohio, the he puts this very succinctly. And we say this in the Center for Self-Governance, centerforselfgovernance.com. Go there today. Of all days, go there today. Get Center for Self-Governance training in your town, in your state. We will go anywhere. The training you receive there will be the best you've ever had in your life. You learn how to handle governance. How to handle self-governance. How this is a constitutional republic. Hillary Clinton said in her speech today, talking about it, it's a constitutional democracy. The woman doesn't even know what kind of government we have, and she wanted to be president. But you're going to learn now more than ever, you've got to get plugged into Center for Self-Governance. You've got to. You have absolutely got to do it. Centerforselfgovernance.com. It's the secret sauce. It's the only way. Now more than ever, we have to stay as active as we were the last night over the long run. That's how we've got to do it. We've got to drain the swamp. We've got to prosecute and punish these wrongdoers. And some of that prosecution, I'm telling you, is some serious business. Now is not the time to get weak and soft and conciliatory. It's going to get messy, and we need to be in it to win it. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. We need to have our lasers focused, our wires tight, our powder dry, engaged every single day. We need to have our head on a swivel. The left cheated throughout this election. We know this for sure. They cheated in the lead up to it. Donna Brasile feeding questions to candidate Clinton. Here's something I think is funny and fun, fun fact. Candidate Clinton, former secretary and senator, she uh, enjoyed a very large uh, secret service. When she is with Bill Clinton, she enjoys a, uh, a former president secret service detail. When she is by herself, up until this, till she was named the Democrat nominee, she had a very small compliment, much smaller. It drops way off, and at some point, it can actually drop away. And, of course, they can refuse it. Of course, she wouldn't do that because she hasn't driven since 35 years ago, hasn't driven a car herself in 35 years ago. But she's the people's person. Donna Priscilla, folks, one of many who cheated. We have proof of this in the emails. Massively cheated, gave her all the questions, and she still couldn't win the debates. All of the cheating they did, and it's still 305 to 233. The left has a lame duck president now. His entire cabinet administration, they are indicted by public opinion, and they are indeed criminals. Criminals. And they need to be investigated, prosecuted, and punished. Now, we all know that Hil that Hillary Clinton will be pardoned. It'll be a gross, wide pardon, a, a broad pardon. We know that. We know that. Despite George Soros, despite the Clinton cheating 
machines vigorous efforts to cheat with the help of fraudsters, including the supposed press. Oh, my goodness, folks. The press is just apoplectic. They need to be held accountable. There's a lot of illegal stuff going on with the press. Well, let's just, in, in, in the hopes of, of gaining some unity, you got to stop talking all this unity crap. you got to stop it. you got to stop it. Because I'll tell you why. The people who did wrong, won't. they're not going to let up. The left won't let up, and neither should we. It's our job to clean this thing out, to, to drain the swamp. But I'm going to tell you what it requires. It, hashtag decide, resolve, stand. It's going to require guts and old school intestinal fortitude from all of us. Follow me on Twitter at the Ninja Pastor. At the Ninja Pastor. Decide, resolve, stand. Hashtag. You can also subscribe to the ninjapastor.com or drshongreener.com. They're burning evidence right now. Some, most on the left and some on the right. Burning evidence. Shredding things. They know that they're going to come under prosecution from a President Donald Trump administration. They know this. I talked about how the press was apoplectic. George Stephanopoulos, you know, he used to work in the Clinton administration. Y'all can like me on Facebook, by the way. Thank you very much for the reminder, Steve. George Stephanopoulos, you know, he was he was really in with them. And 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 so this is this is him. You ready? We're ready for this. I want to bring back Martha Raddatz. You remember who Martha Raddatz is, right? She's the she's the woman who looks like she's about ready to burst into tears any second. She's got one of those whiny faces. You know what I'm talking about? You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Come on, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's the whiny face. She's about to cry. She looks like she's about to cry all the time. And I guess that's a resting face. She can't help that. She can't help that. She really can't. She really can't. She can't help it. It's, I, hey, look, you know, it's what it is. But she sure can help her disposition. So here's what Stephanopoulos says. I want to bring this back to Martha Raddatz. Of course, you questioned Donald Trump closely on this during the debates. But right now we have American troops on battlefields in Afghanistan and Iraq. All of a sudden it's battle, by the way. Once a Republican president gets into place, hey, we're, we're, uh, <laughs> we're back in the battle. We're back at war. But when it when it's when it's Barack Hussein Obama, hey, no, it's it's not war. It's we just got advisors there. No big deal. I mean, we only lost uh, uh, several top level uh, special forces guys just last week, but that's you know that's not battle. That's not combat. That's not war. That's not combat. It's not war. But now all of a sudden, oh, yeah. So Martha Raddatz says this. Now, by the way, Stephanopoulos says, but right now we have American troops on battlefields in Afghanistan and Iraq, by the way. Fewer than before, but still there. Okay, he wants to put that out. Hey, hey, man. Hey, man. You know, Obama did what he said. So Martha Raddatz says this. Yes, we do. And Donald Trump, I questioned about what he would do in Syria, his understanding of military policy and civilian military divide. I don't know that he really has a plan for what he's going to do there. He has General Mike Flynn. General Mike Flynn has been with him. He has. He'll quickly tell you. 
He has 200 admirals and generals backing him. I think Mike Flynn has been a huge difference on him. I was also looking back, uh, her voice is breaking at this point, at an interview that Tim Kaine gave. Tim Kaine has a son in the Marine Corps. He was asked by John Dickerson, so if Donald Trump is democratically elected and your son is serving as a Marine, you wouldn't trust his life under that commander-in-chief? And Kaine said, I wouldn't. That's a pretty extraordinary thing to say. Right, it's his voice breaks again. If you have a son in the Marine Corps and you don't trust the commander-in-chief, the people, her voice breaks again in the military, defend the Constitution. Let me say this to you right now, and I'd say it to her uh, if I had her ear. First of all, shut up and quit. You don't belong in any sort of business where you have to you have to say, ooh, the Reverend Dr. Sean Greener, he said shut up. Yeah. It's a it's look, folks, we have got to stop with all this whiny crap about how we talk to each other. It is the real deal. They're manipulating you when they talk about uh Tim Kane's son in the Marine Corps. Well, Tim Kane's son in the Marine Corps doesn't think at all, at all like his father and as i don't know if we call her his mother or what because they don't share traditional marriage you know it's not their thing the people in the military defend the constitution what in the world does barack hussein obama know about the constitution what in the world does hillary rodham clinton know about the constitution here's what i think is funny i started to say this before and i got sidetracked by myself i do that a lot so she show as a uh, as a wife when she's traveling with uh, former President Bill Clinton, he has a much larger, uh, much more serious Secret Service detail. As the First Lady, she has a detail when she's traveling by herself, which they are almost never together. Well, guess what? During the presidential campaign, because she was the nominee of the Democrat, she got a normal presidential uh, detail. I mean, it was it was pretty pretty stout, a lot of resources. Guess what? She goes back to not just the detail that she had before because we're at a year mark here certain number of years it drops away some of it drops away so now these people that she abuses so much she she doesn't even have that she has secret service protection but not much so she's talking about uh martha radich is talking about she's afraid of what donald trump will do donald trump is not pro-war he's not hawkish but he says if we're going to get in this then let's win this we're either in it to win it or we out. So I've been hearing an awful lot about the mandate. I've been hearing a lot of talk about the mandate. So why does President-elect Trump have a mandate? That's what he is now, by the way. Yeah, Steve from Ohio says the devil looks after her. She's got nothing to worry about. Here's why does President-elect Trump have a mandate? He won the election fair and square. Despite all of the cheating, despite all of the, of the, of the, and it's not even, it's not something to laugh at. We laugh about it and we laugh it off now, but it's illegal. And when you have to fight the cheating, look, whenever you find somebody who, uh, let's say a, a, a baseball umpire, when you find a baseball umpire and you find out they're cheating, guess what you do? You banish them, you punish them. You know, uh, Pete Rose, you know, there's no there's there's no more dedicated baseball player than Pete Rose. And it's found out that he bet on baseball. And he uh, and so he. What happened? You know, he he uh, 
you know, he's banished from the Hall of Fame and, and they tried to go after him. When you find out somebody does something wrong, you have to punish them. Well, we cannot sit back and allow when we find, we need to dig down deep. And if we find anything wrong, we absolutely have to get in and get after it. We have to punish them. His party controls both houses of Congress now. President-elect Trump has got one of the most stout both sides of the House of Congress. Now, let me say this. Let me say this. I just talked about prosecuting people from President Barack Hussein Obama, his entire cabinet, uh, his administration, anybody that's done wrongdoing, prosecute them, put them in jail or worse, whatever their crime dictates. And at the top of the list, by the way, uh, Loretta Lynch, Attorney General, Eric Holder, former Attorney General, and sorry to say this, you're going to have to deal with it, James Comey. Well, James had a lot. He was up against a lot. You know, it's not fair. He probably had a lot of threats. His family, you know, that's what it lets you, you. You don't go into that job and not know that, hey, this could happen to you. In fact, when you when you get this job, guess what happens? They interview you and they say, hey, this this might happen. You might get manipulated. You might get you might get, uh, you know, folks are going to try to take you. They're going to try to they're going to try to threaten you. They're trying to do all these things. He knew what he was in for and he caved both times or he was part of it. We don't know, but he should be investigated, prosecuted, and punished. What do we need for that? We need an independent prosecutor. Then we need Congress. And I was so disappointed to hear Trey Gowdy say, you know, when the interviewer kept saying, well, then why don't you people do something about it? And he says, Congress doesn't have the power to convene court and, and to punish. Are you kidding me, dude? You need a center for self-governance class. You're you're an extremely successful, never lost a case as a prosecutor in South Carolina, and yet he doesn't know what power they have. Donald Trump, now the Republican Party controls both houses of Congress. Isn't it something? Isn't it something? Does anybody find it amazing that Paul Ryan... Today comes out, and uh, uh, Rove, Carl Rove last night, I, I thought Tucker Carlson, who I really like, personally and professionally, great guy, very smart. Tucker Carlson, who will be taking over for Greta Van Susteren's job um, here in a little bit, um, he about lost his mind when when Carl Rove said, you know who, um, who Donald Trump needs to thank for this election? He needs, he needs to thank Paul Ryan. He needs to thank Paul Ryan because Paul Ryan got out there and Paul Ryan didn't get out there. No, he didn't. He was working for down ticket, but he he definitely didn't. He It was of no help to Donald Trump. In fact, he was against him for the longest time. Now, all of a sudden, you know, they get this, this total shellacking on the left and the right. And, and Karl Rove wants to preserve the reputation. He wants to preserve the reputation of Paul Ryan and several others. He named several others. But Paul Ryan didn't support Donald Trump at all. In fact, he was a detriment. This is how they work, folks. So he won, Donald Trump won, despite his own party's best efforts to derail him. And now he's the boss. And I'm going to tell you something. I am going to tell you something. As, as wrong 
as these pollsters were, these pundits were, as wrong as they were, as totally and completely far off as they were, as egregiously incorrect, as they were exponentially egregiously incorrect. They should worry about their jobs. No one should ever listen to them. No one should ever listen to the TV pundits because they're completely and totally wrong. But Donald Trump won despite his own party's best efforts to derail him. He's the boss now. He's the boss. And shortly, I hope some heads roll. I, you know, I don't want to hear about how we want it. We don't want things to change too fast. We don't want things to be uh, too radical. Why? Why? When you drain the swamp, that's a big step, folks. Well, you drain the swamp, that's a big deal. Heads darn sure ought to roll on both sides. Elections have consequences, folks. Remember hearing that? Do you remember the left saying that? Do you remember from Barack Hussein Obama's mouth? Both elections, elections have consequences. Loretta Lynch, elections have consequences. Eric Holder, elections have consequences. Valerie Jarrett, notice we haven't seen very much of her lately. Elections have consequences. People will pay for not supporting us. Donald Trump won despite an openly hostile media. They treated him unfairly. You say, well, wait a second. He got billions of dollars, literally billions of dollars of free coverage, earned media. He, he did. He absolutely got that. Billions, they say. During the primary, they were all over him, all over him. But then they flipped. He was kind of like a sideshow guy until he wins, and, and then he goes into the general, till he's the nominee, and guess what happens? They changed. They said, oh, gosh, this guy could get elected. Holy crap, let's, let's not let this guy get elected. All they did was aid and abet his challenger, Hillary Clinton. You could see them even on Fox News Channel. You could see them. Uh, Megyn Kelly, obviously. By the way, when do we dress like a prostitute for television? Ooh, that's not very nice, Dr. Sean. That's not very nice to talk about Megyn Kelly like that. I mean, a woman should be able to dress however she wants. Yeah, she can dress however she wants. And then I can assess what she looks like on national television. First of all, I'll tell you something else. And I really miss Andrea Tinteros. Uh, really, really miss her. But I'll tell you, on Fox News, they need to stop with all this super tight dresses and low cut and high, I don't know what you call them, the high hemline or whatever, and the super high heels and the shiny legs. You know, I have an appreciation for beauty just like anybody else. But let me tell you something. It's offensive and it's insulting. And most of these women, many of them have PhDs. Almost all of them have master's degrees. Many of them are Ivy League educated. Most, you know, most of them are very highly educated. Some have doctorate degrees. It's the Fox thing. I don't like it. I don't like it. To me, it's insulting. It's, it's trickery. You don't want to be called a whore? Don't wear a whore's uniform. Air quotes, Steve from Ohio. Here's the, here's the thing. I just, you know, clearly and obviously. Now, by the way, you guys heard me mention several, you know, several months ago that, you know, uh, they're kind of friends. Uh in full disclosure, she has a free apartment in Trump Tower, luxury apartment, courtesy of Donald Trump. But, you know, 
he ticked her off because he he wouldn't back off. He wouldn't play the game. And he wouldn't be bullied. But these outfits they wear, just come on, you know? Openly hostile media that aided and abetted challenger. Look, he won despite a Demo Donald Trump won despite a Democrat Party machine that committed election fraud on a massive scale. Folks, you need to understand 305 v. 233 is a landslide. And if there weren't the cheating that there was, it would have been even larger. The woman, Hillary Rodham Clinton, was fed the questions in advance. We believe now that she had assistance on the lectern during the first two debates. We believe that she had mechanical assistance. We also believe that she had assistance in her ear via hidden earpiece. We believe that. I believe it fully. I absolutely believe it. And despite all that help that she had, she did an abysmal job. Absolutely abysmal. Donald J. Trump won despite being outspent by special interest, including George Soros, folks. George Soros is a billionaire's billionaire. He crashes entire economies. He crashes economies, folks. You need to understand this. And he was against Donald Trump and everything in America. George Soros wants to, wanted to collapse and was working very hard to collapse the American election. George Soros should be hunted down, apprehended, prosecuted, and punished severely because he was trying to undermine the entire United States of America. Donald J. Look, Donald J. Trump, he won despite all this money. You, you say you want somebody that's good with your money? Donald Trump spent a, a pittance and a lot of his own money. Look, I'm going to tell you something. I love that. I love that he spent, uh, they're saying hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, he's got it to spend. Shut up. You know, if you're not a billionaire, don't talk like, you know, you know what it's like. Well, he's got it to spend. He's probably got piles of money. He won't even know it's gone. Come on. Remember that next time you give your church offering. It's only 10%, but you're freaking out. It's so much money was spent by Saudis, by, by countries that hate our guts. Money laundering through Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation and the Clinton Global Initiative. Folks, you need to understand the massive scale of treason that has been committed here. Do not allow yourself to go, whoo, I'm glad that's over, dodge the bullet. All right, let's everybody get back to normal. No, we can't ever get back to normal. We can't go back to normal. We can't go back to normal. We can't do it. We cannot do it. There is no more normal, my friends. There's no more normal. The normal is over. Normal is over, folks. 
I love this. Sanford Butler, at Sanford Butler, um, quoted me on Twitter. Trump has said that he wants to drain the swamp, which is Washington, D.C., will be up to his A double dollar sign in alligators while doing. Amen, brother. Amen. Thank you for uh, for mentioning me. Follow me at the Ninja Pastor on Twitter. This Look, we want a guy who is good with money, right? That's what we want. Because it's our money. We want him to be good with our money. But this guy, somehow or another, he ran the table just a bit. I'm, I'm telling you, he crushed, crushed Hillary Clinton. He crushed the left establishment. He crushed the media. He crushed the, the snakes in the grass, the alligators in the swamp. He crushed them on pennies on the dollar. We want that guy. We want that guy in charge of our pocketbook. A pocketbook, however you say it, our purse. I don't carry a purse or a pocketbook. I carry a billfold. We want him in charge of the, of the money, of the coffers. We want that. We don't want somebody that spends, Hillary Clinton spent massive amounts of money, none of which she earned. Wasn't any of her own. That's why I say I love it when they spend their own money. It means something then. You spend somebody else's money doesn't mean a thing to you. But boy, you spend your own, that makes a difference. Donald J. Trump won because the American people, 45th president of the United States of America, Donald J. Trump, he won because the American people wanted change and they were willing to overlook any flaws that he may have, real or fabricated, by the Clinton machine. Listen, he's got problems. There's no doubt about it, folks. He's got problems. One of them isn't a lack of leadership. One of them isn't a lack of ability to lead a big machine to accomplish amazing things ahead of schedule and under budget. One of those problems that he has isn't telling it like it is so that the American people can listen to him and say, hey, you know what? I like this guy. There's so many people that voted for him never wanted to say in a million years that they voted for him. I was taking a photograph of this beautiful tree yesterday in this neighborhood. I just saw this tree and I thought, oh my goodness. I was trying to cut through and all that stuff to get some stuff done. And I'm a business and I saw this tree. Of course, what do I do? I'm, a, I'm an amateur photographer. So I've I want to take a picture of the tree. You can go to Facebook and look at one of my albums, uh, photo albums on there. If you just follow, you can you can see it. It's open to the public. Everything is uh, everything is copyrighted, so you can't use it for your stuff. So here's here's the thing. I'm taking that picture and talking to a lady or somewhere around there. A lady comes up and she's an older lady, and she she says, "Well, I don't remember what she said, but it was kind of the effect of." You know, I voted today. I hope you voted for the right one. And, you know, I'm kind of like, uh, yeah, you know, I did vote for the right one, right? I hope you did. And But guess what? But guess what? A little bit nervous there, you know? Well, who do you think is the right one? And then it turned out this nice lady walking her dog, she, was, she said, yeah, I voted for him. Well, then we knew. Because we knew Michelle Obama wasn't running, we knew the him talking about is is uh, is Donald Trump. That was me. Joke grenade. Some of you are just now getting that. 
But he, look, there was a lot of people that went to those polls that were afraid. They were afraid. They did not want to admit that they were voting for Donald Trump. I know of a lot of gay people that voted for Donald Trump publicly, social media and everything. They said, hey, I'm, I'm with Hillary. I'm with her. In reality, they voted for Donald Trump. People run around talking smack about it. I'm so afraid. What will happen to our country? <laughs> I'll tell you what won't happen. We're not going to be overrun by Muslims. Let's stop this Syrian mess that's going on. We don't need them in this country. I'm sorry to tell you. Send them back to where they came from. Say, sorry, good luck. Fight for your country like we did. We had nobody helping us. Get her done. Look, I want us out of all this other mess. I want us out. Let's let's have energy independence. You know what? I, I, I was talking to a very astute guy. I was at a, a wedding of, of a great uh, patriot and great friend of mine in Washington, D.C. Um, really, really one of the more beautiful weddings I've ever been to. And I was at the reception. And I happened to be paired with a guy who's a, a big-time think tank guy, conservative think tank guy. And um, we're talking about what each of us did. And I explained what I do. And he explained what he did. And one of these days, I'll have him on the show. Really smart guy, super smart guy. And uh, we were talking about how you you kind of, you obscure who you're voting for. You obscure that. You kind of go in the, the middle because you don't want to, you don't want to play your hand because in Washington, D.C., deals have to be made. You have to work with these people. I'm saying this, American people, we need to stand up and say, hey, this is who I am. The white American male has been so vilified in this country. It's, it's terrible. My, my, my great black friends, and I have some unbelievable friends of, of every race, creed, and color, gay and straight, black and white, red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in a sight. So I have all those friends. And and the but my black friends are that they're not they weren't voting for Hillary Clinton. They said that lady doesn't like us. That old white lady, she's got problems. Something's wrong with her. In her head. She messed up in her head. Donald Trump's calling it like it is. Hey, well, let me say this. You go into Wilmington, Delaware, Wilmington, Delaware, you know, murder capital, murder town, USA. You go to Wilmington, Delaware. It's been a length of time there. You know those people aren't waiting for some president to come in and bring back jobs to Wilmington, Delaware. You know why? Because they don't want jobs. They like to cash the checks. They like to live the life they lead. You say, nobody could want that. Look how dirty it is where they live. They are the ones that live there. Clean out your own litter box. But they don't do that. Look, Donald Trump won because the American people, they wanted change, real change. They want to change for the better, and they're willing to overlook the flaws that he has. You, we got to overlook some things. There's got to be some things that we overlook. I'm not perfect. If you knew my background, you'd be like, oh, my lands, why am I even listening to this guy? Can I get an amen? Donald J. Trump won because America, sick of Obama's lies, sick of the reign of Marxist terror, and, then, and look, he said he was going to unify us. You know, this guy gets the Nobel Peace Prize. He hasn't, he hasn't even moved his, suit, uh, his suitcase into the White House, and he's getting the Peace Prize. Give me a break. We're racially divided. We're economically divided. Public safety versus the people. Class war. I want you to imagine it is November 9th. Today is November 9th. 
in 2016 in America, we wake up knowing who our new president will be. Let's pretend. Let's pretend. Let's go back. Let's go back a little bit. If it's Hillary, think of the groups of people that will celebrate. Who's going to celebrate if Hillary Clinton was the president today? Who, who's going to celebrate? Well, illegal immigrants, right? Because she's got them on her side. Criminals, future criminals. People who are going to be supported for pulling a gun on a police officer. How about Planned Parenthood? Oh, they're going to be excited, right? The media is going to be very excited, right? They love her. Even though she didn't do a, what was it, 270 days? She didn't do a, she didn't do a, a news conference. Come on. But the media was going to celebrate her. The list goes on. Look, folks, the list is huge. And on that list represent everything that's wrong with America. That list is full of what's wrong with America. And let me tell you something. If you're still, air quotes, with her, look around. Look around at who you're going to be celebrating with today. If Hillary Clinton is the president today, look around and see who you're celebrating with. Look around. Look around who's, who's jubilant today. Look around and see who's hooting and hollering and 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 uh, looting and rioting and demonstrating and excited. You know, look who's doing it. Everything that's wrong with America. Now imagine. You don't have to imagine why, because it happened. It happened this way. Amazing as it is, we woke up knowing that Donald Trump is our president. Look, you may or may not like him. Uh, you know, you may not know what kind of president he's going to be. You're going to go, look, he's never held public office. But you said for the longest time, we're sick of politicians. We're sick of them. We're tired of them, professional politicians. We're, we're done with you. We want you out of here. And then when you get the guy, when you get the guy, you don't like him. You say he's too tough, he's too mean. Well, he doesn't have any experience. I thought the fact that he didn't have experience was one of the things that you were asking for. Here's some things you need to know for sure. And I, I'll tell you, you know this for sure. You know that if you're a thinking person, if you are a thinking person, you can't possibly disagree with anything I'm about to say. Honestly, honestly, honestly. The Clinton corruption machine is destroyed and it's rendered powerless. Let me tell you why. She owes people hundreds of millions of dollars. Bill owes people mean, terrible people millions of dollars. Why did they were why were they willing to exchange hundreds of millions of dollars? They wanted influence. They were buying. That's what pay for play is. They were buying influence. And now Hillary and Bill can't do a thing. I'm going to tell you something else too. And if we, unless we have a short memory, the media has been neutered forever. Career politicians will have lost all job security. Listen, folks, if you're a career politician, your job security is gone. It gone. It out. You best get your job skills up. You better go to a, a hair, hair, uh, how, learn how to do hair, go down there to the beauty shop, learn how to do beauty, get your license, because you ain't going to have no job security. Career politicians, they, all the job security, it's gone. It's gone. You know why? Because people at home decided, hey, you know what? We're going to make this thing happen. We're tired of hearing about how we're bad people. 
because we want to hang on to our money. How we're not generous because we want to we want to spend our money on what we want to. We're tired of hearing about how Barack Obama is a liar because he told us that we want our doctor, we can keep our doctor. All of it's true. All of it's true. It's absolutely true. You want your doctor, you can keep your doctor as a friend, but not as your doctor. I don't have health insurance now. You want to know why? Barack Hussein Obama. But you know what? There's other reasons. There's Republicans who didn't fight for me. Hillary Clinton, boy, she got a lot of money for speaking, didn't she? Guess what? Bill and Hillary Clinton, they ain't going to make so much money anymore. Good. How about the guns in your home? You wake up today as, as uh, president-elect Donald J. Trump, your guns that you have, they're, they can safely stay there. Because the woman who was coming after your guns, admittedly, unabashedly, she out. Gun sales are down today. That's a good sign. Gold is up. Goldrushninja.com. Go check it out. Preachers will be free to preach the truth without the threat of government interference. My friends, if you understand anything at all, understand this. Hillary Clinton is no believer in Christ. You know who she believes in? Hillary Clinton. She believes in Hillary Clinton. That's it. That's all she believes in. That's all she worships, Hillary Clinton. And she hates people of God. She hates preachers who preach the truth. She hates people like me. And she wanted to turn up the, the influence. Baroness, in, uh, look up Baroness in Washington State. That poor lady, great-grandmother, about to lose her florist shop because she didn't want to do a gay wedding of friends of hers. I'm telling you, I hope Donald Trump gets in there and drains the swamp. No quarter. Offer no one any quarter. Everybody goes. Punish the wrongdoers. I don't care who they are. You wake up today, Donald J. Trump is the president of the United States, president-elect Israel, our great friends Israel. Go listen to BB. Don't do it now. I'm doing the show. Go listen to Bibi Netanyahu. When the show is over, listen to Bibi Netanyahu, Benjamin Netanyahu, Prime Minister of Israel. Listen to what he has to say. Holy moly. It's 5.05 and dark out. Man, come on. Uh, hey, Donald J. Trump, if you're listening, please get rid of this daylight savings time mess. I hate it. Israel will no longer have a doubt that we're their true ally. And 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 uh, Benjamin Netanyahu said that to that he was grinning from ear to ear today. Barack Hussein Obama hates Israel, wants to wipe them off the map. So does Hillary. How about this? You wake up, President-elect Trump. Iran will get not one more plane full of cash. Not not a, not. They won't even get a drone full of crack, cash. No, they won't get it. They won't even get a paper airplane made out of a dollar bill. They're not going to get it. Homeboy going to shut that down. And I'll tell you what else, too. How about no more apologies to the world for being great? How about we get to be great again? How about we get to stand up and say, hey, you know what? We are a great country again. We got some stuff to do. We allowed some people that didn't belong in our house into our house. We allowed some people into our government, didn't belong in our government, into our government. We got to root them out. We got to drain the swamp. We got to punish the wrongdoers. Now let's get about, get about our business. We can't let these people go. You can't let them go. The whole thing I'm trying to explain to you tomorrow when I give my speech in Millsboro, Delaware, 
Um, you'll understand what I'm getting at there too. You, you cannot turn your cheek. This is not a turn your cheek, turn the other cheek moment. It's not what it's about. These people have committed high crimes and misdemeanors against this country. They are traitors. They've committed treason and they need to be rooted out, prosecuted and punished severely. But you know what? No more apologies. No more American apology at all. The, the president traveling around, Barack Hussein Obama, who hated this country when he was a teenager. And he's hated it ever since. No more apologies. Our enemies, caller, I'll get to you in just, just a couple of minutes. Our enemies, most of which helped fund Hillary's campaign, they better be scared. They better be afraid. Saudi Arabia better be. Look, do you understand that when it comes to energy, we have enough energy here between Anwar and all the way down across the, the, the United States of America. We have enough energy here that we could say, but bye, but bye. The economic, the really good economic uh, prognosticators and analysts say that if we stopped buying Saudi oil, that we're just talking about Saudi Arabia, not any of the other countries there, Saudi Arabia, six weeks later, Saudi Arabia is broke. That's how they live. I think we can find six weeks worth of oil, don't you? I think we can find six weeks worth of energy, don't you? How about this, Sean Greener, Reverend Dr. Sean Greener, the ninja pastor, has no health insurance. You guys know, I need health insurance. I need health insurance. I don't have it. Barack Hussein Obama. One of the largest crimes ever be purchased ever to be perpetrated against the American people is the overtaking of one-sixth of our economy, health care. Everything Donald Trump has said about opening up the market, being able to sell insurance across state lines without restriction, enabling them to have restrictions on who can be insured and who can't. I hope it happens. I hope it happens during the grace period, I guess, of, of my insurance. My insurance wasn't that great anyways. I think $14,000 deductible or something like that. But you know what? It was something. If the worst thing happened, I had some coverage. Now, nothing. There's at least some hope that new manufacturing jobs are going to come back to our state. Look, to your state, to, to wherever you live. Let me say this. I'm not a huge fan of the uh, of the of the the tax, the the uh, port tax, the 35 percent port tax. I'm not a huge fan of it, but don't you think some of that he was saying is to shake some folks? Care, look, there's a reason why. Read my book, Excellence Kill the Church: How Mediocrity is Destroying America. Available at Amazon.com and all those other places. And by the way, if you buy it, leave a review, please. In my book, I talk about it. I talk about how. Unions crushed us, folks. They crushed us. The mentality of we're going to get all we can. We're going to hold you hostage. The enemy is management. We're going to take, take, take. It crushed us, folks. Steel left. Steel left. Coatesville, Pennsylvania used to be a bustling, beautiful town. Now it has a horrible crack cocaine and heroin problem and rust all over the place, crime everywhere, illegal immigrants everywhere, drug gangs. It's terrible. 
Let's fire those suckers up. How about the drug cartel and, and, and other criminals? I love how Barack Obama uh, denies the fact that criminals are crossing the borders just in streams and streams and streams and torrents. Donald J. Trump says drug cartel and other criminals, you've been served notice. They're, your days are numbered, folks. Build that wall. And look, when he says build that wall, you know Donald Trump isn't believing that. All he has to do is put up a wall, and that's that. But you know what? For the first time in all of history, the union that is the Border Patrol, much to the chagrin of President Barack Obama, had tried to have them sanctioned, by the way, because they because they endorsed the political candidate. First time in history. Border Patrol Union. They said, hey, we're with Trump. How about the police, folks? As a former police officer, I can tell you, there's no more dangerous time in America for a police officer than right now. But now they're going to have support. The police love Donald J. Trump, and Donald J. Trump loves the police. Every person I know, look, I know his right-hand man. I know the guy for 15 years that's been right next to arm's length from Donald Trump, and he, he speaks glowingly of Donald Trump, glowingly. He says, no, he's not a perfect man, but he's a man's man. He's tough. He's strong. He's extremely smart. He has great, smart people around him, and he values hard work and achievement, measurable achievement. But let me tell you something. The, the man will, will break from a line uh, to go over and shake the hand of police officers, of firemen, of soldiers. Look, the list could go on and on, but it sounds like America, look, we may be on the road to becoming great again. Already within the first few hours of November 9th, Trump won. Trump won. I got to tell you, first of all, the, the victory of Donald Trump is a blessing and a mercy from God who thankfully has not given up on the United States of America. Look, I implore all of us not to take this for granted, not to assume that the battle's been won. In many ways, to be very honest with you, to be very, very frank with you, it's just beginning. I said it in the open. CSG, CenterForSelfGovernance.com. We've got to now systematically peel back the stinking, rotten layers of corruption and communism. Communism. That eight feeted years Fetid years of Barack Hussein Obama have wrought on our once great nation and society. To all the minorities and sexual and social deviants crying. And I mean to tell you, they're crying and they're expressing fear. Dry your eyes. You're going to now be governed by those who respect the rule of law. And that is the Constitution. And you are protected because that's the way our system is designed. Not because of some capricious good grace of your slave masters. Give me a break. To all of you out there who don't know what to tell your children, tell them to drop to their knees and give thanks to your that your candidate lost, Hillary Clinton. Through no intelligent effort or desire of yours, but nevertheless because of us and not those of you conscience voters, conscience voters, you stayed home. I got no respect for you. You stayed home. You know what? I got no respect for you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You've got to understand that you abdicated at the very worst time in history. When everything was at stake. Yes, we won. Thank God. It was too serious to stay out of the fray. By the way, I know many never Trumpers. I know I know many of them who voted for Trump. Our country 
now we stand a chance of being on our feet in order to offer you disaffected people who feel like you got in the shaft a chance to vote in yet another election because our borders now, they might be fortified enough to withstand a Muslim assault. And let me tell you, it's coming. The Muslim assault is coming. Hillary Clinton would have ushered in economic collapse. Economic collapse. And when you're weak financially, guess what? You're weak militarily. The one Obama started, this is the economic collapse that Obama started and Hillary would have brought to full fruition. You tell your children, tell them to be thankful that now you might be able to once again, maybe I can buy them health care. Maybe, look, I'm a, if, if you're listening to the show, you're a worker. You work. That's what you do. You may own a small business or a medium-sized business, or you work as a paramedic, fireman, a police officer, or maybe you're in the military. Because if you're not working, then then one of the few who can insure yourself and your child, you, you're one of the few. Look, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to take a lot of heat up. To all of you who, who dare speak of unity, I want you to hear this. We will first unify around the goals that the American people have stated they want. They are not the goals of the left. You lost. Uh, elections have consequences. But your ideas and your plans lost. They were rejected. You were rejected. And while we're at it, let's just say this. We know that the victory was even larger than it appears. There's no question that the cheating and corruption was rampant. And it may be that our technology has created a scenario in which elections will have to change. But for now, we've got to realize that this was a landslide victory beyond the imagination of what is what the election manipulators predicted. Thank God. This is why your plans will not be implemented, nor will some compromised version of them be forced on us. No. Oh, we've got to get things done. We've got to come together and compromise, get things done. No, thanks. You've done too much. We don't need you any longer. We don't need your ideas any longer. In fact, many of you who are in government need to be investigated, prosecuted, and punished. No, we're not coming together with you. What you want to do is uh, uh, Rush Limbaugh said this when Barack Hussein Obama was elected. He said, no, I don't wish him success. I don't wish him success. And everybody jumped all over Rush. No, that's not how we do it in America. What do you mean that's not how we do it in America? Go back and read, you know, go back and read history, real history, not the kind that's been rewritten that I talk about in my book. I'm talking about real history. They fought like cats and dogs. We're on the battleground. And first, we've got to stop the bleeding. And listen, while we're on the subject, what even gives you the idea that we want unity with you? 36 hours ago, we were the evil bad guys. And now we're the sort of people who we have such goodwill and desire to get along that we can be appealed to. Help me out here. Sadly, it's true. Look, this is my prayer. This is my real prayer. Donald Trump, I'm praying this, that Donald Trump is actually enough of a fighter and enough of a businessman to know that the winner sets the rules. Fix what's broken. That's why you're there. That's why you're there. Let's take a call here. Had somebody holding for a long time. Welcome to the Collision of Faith and Politics. What is your name and where are you calling from? Well, Sean, uh, my name's Steve. You might know me. I'm from Ohio. Rock on. Steve from Ohio, ladies and gentlemen. 
So uh, in Ohio, when the Buckeyes play and they win, which they do quite a bit of, uh, the uh, the Buckeyes greet each other the next day or even that evening with uh, saying good Buckeye morning or good Buckeye afternoon. So I will say good Trump evening to you. All right, rock on. I love it. I love it. So, so what's on I'm your not mind? Gonna spend, I'm not going to spend too much time on, uh, on, uh, on, on what happened because we know what happened. We've, we've spent a lot of numbers. But what I wanna, what, what I want, what's interesting to me is your last show right before the election, you told everybody, you told especially Christians, you need to get out and vote. You need to make your Christian voice heard. And in this election, 81% or four out of five white evangelical Christians voted for Trump. We knew that. We knew that there would be a strong following in that way. And more interesting to me was that two out of five or 40% of the colored evangelical, I'm having trouble with that word today, evangelical Christians voted Trump. So if he takes 81% of that, he's got a huge margin there. And then he takes this, what they call the colored vote. Now, I I know if I say four out of five and two out of five, you're saying, well, how do you get that? That's six out of five. That's not the statistics. They're two different groups. So what you're talking about, out of 100%, you're talking about 60% of that vote. And I credit you for making that a point in your show, in your show just before the election, that Christians needed to get out and vote and vote with their heart and vote where where they thought that their faith led them. And no matter what what Trump said, and you talked about this already, you touched on it, is that the people valued the honesty and the honesty and the flawed character because we're all Christians. We all have flaws. Yet through that, we were able to see a history of villainy, cheating, and stealing on Hillary's side. And people said, even people of color and people of different race, 29% of Hispanics, 29% of Asians, 20% of the black inner city vote went to Trump. Unbelievable. Hmm. Numbers that no one had ever seen taken from these places. That's why all the pontiffs were wrong, because if you look at a map, a map of counties, especially here in Ohio, you don't even have to see where the cities are because those places will be blue and usually every county touching it. When we saw, especially here in Ohio's map, there were six, I believe, six blue counties. And in those blue counties, they were not the margins of error that they had. Here's what happened. Trump retained, and we know the numbers that everyone got off TV, 90% of Republican men, 89% of the female Republicans, 81, I think the number's up to 85, but overall conservatives voted for him. So he retained all of that. He retained all of those people. But what Hillary did not retain was the grip that they had on the inner city, the people that were around there. They came out and voted. Now, here's what, here's the, 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 here's what I'm going to tell you what happened and why they came out and vote or a different uh, aspect on it is that there are 9 million Democratic voters less than in 2008. Now, if you think that 9 million Democratic voters sat out on this election, you're wrong. It's because of WikiLeaks. It's because of exposure. It's because these people were called out and had accountability for what they did. 
They knew they couldn't get away with it, and they knew when they got caught cheating, if they got caught cheating voting, then that was going to be especially the nail in the coffin. But the the accountability was already there. The accountability had already been called out, and that was the mandate from the masses. And combined with the fact that the Democrats lost their fraudulent votes along with a lot of their people that were tired of the system as well, because there are reasonable Democrats, believe it or not. And mm-hmm. they they started to lose out. They lost out that. They lost out their fraudulent votes. And then came Obamacare. Why did the people in rural areas get off of the tractors and come out of their farms and come out of their steel mills and come out of their union jobs and vote against the way their union normally tells them to? It's because of Obamacare. These people that don't have health insurance that were forced into health insurance that it first started off as a $250 a month copay uh, or car payment is now going to go up to $646 a month if Obamacare is kept in place. Why do you think the Rust Belt, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, why do these places go to Donald Trump? Because the people there are all workers. They all have their sleeves rolled up. And a lot of them are construction workers. A lot of them are different kinds of workers than Joe Schmo that has health insurance. And like you said, it's not that good of health insurance. Well, Obamacare is terrible health insurance. And the reason it comes up so high is because that middle class person is just being forced to pay for the rest of the nation. The rest of the nation comes into the ER in droves. Did you go see your doctor for your cold and you think you need antibiotics? Absolutely not. Why? The doctor requires a copay. I can come into the ER for free. It's not free. It costs us $2,000 to work you up and say, have a nice day. These are the things that your middle class worker is going to go in and pay direct out of pocket for. He's going to, he's going to be behind on the eight ball, but everyone else, there's no copay. There's no thing. The Obamacare is getting the middle class to pay for the lower class, the lower middle class, and the middle class. It's, 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 them all pay for it and they can't afford it it's taxing them to the nth degree they came from the hills they came from the farms they came from their bricklaying jobs because they could not absolutely had no other choice than to get donald trump in there and that's why you saw five to one ratios four to one ratios everywhere else it absolutely drowned out the middle or the inner cities And even then, the inner cities, like I said, Hispanics, Asians, black inner cities, you're getting a portion of their vote. They're tired of it. It's absolutely incredible. So in a way, Obamacare completely decimated their vote, the Democratic chance. That and with losing a couple million fraudulent votes. I mean, look, we've got to call it duck a duck. It It is what it is. But... Right now, they're projecting that 2016, 55.2% eligible voters came out and and voted. That is the lowest since 2000. You're going to tell me that in 2008 and 2012, when it was 57% and 62% voter turnout subsequently, when everyone hated Mitt Romney, well, well, not everyone, the Republicans were tired of politics, they were tired of politicians, and they didn't like that their candidates were being put out there. 62% 62% came out and only 552 came out and slaughtered them? No. It's because their accountability was called out and that a complete 
a complete abomination and healthcare was about to decimate the middle class. That's why the Rust Belt went all for Trump. It, it, it's, it's unprecedented, and it, we, we had so much voter turnout, too, because it, not because they thought that Donald Trump was the answer or the messiah. I don't think that. I don't walk around saying, oh, yeah, man, this is great. Trump won. You know, my uh, I'm going to get a $10 an hour raise. My health care is going to be free. And, um, you know, that pain in my knee is just going to go away. It's great. No, I don't I don't think that at all. But what it was, what inspires me is that I have faith in the system again that we have a democracy where people can mobilize. They can come out in droves and change the way this nation acts. We have to change it. And you're absolutely spot on when you say we have to stay determined. We can't say, okay, we won, we got it, we're good. Every day you're going to get up, every day you're going to go to work, and when you say that you can't afford Obamacare, by golly, you better be out there with your sleeves up ready to do something about it. Let's find an answer, let's get it, let's stay on it, and let's keep on it. But I like your message. I liked your message before then that the Christians swayed the vote, that the <clears throat> that the Rust Belt, that the blue-collar workers swayed the vote. It restores my faith in this voting process. I'd like to hear what you got to say about it. I'll listen off the air. Awesome. Thank you, brother. Thank you for calling in. Awesome call, as always. See, we have the smartest audience. I'll tell you what. We really, really do. You know, <clears throat> here's the thing. Here's the thing. So many people are so accustomed to they they are they're used to nobody holding them accountable they're used to nobody saying hey this is how this is this is how it is We're, we're used to we're used to we are we have become accustomed to being mollycoddled. Now we'll get made fun of on the left, and we just say, "Hey, that's how it is." You know, it black comedians all the time talk about crackers and whitey and honkies and and all this stuff. Very common, extremely common. We're we we have we've grown cold to it. We have. We've grown cold to it. We've said, hey, that's just what they do. It happens. That's just what they do. And, and you know what? That's okay for them to do that because, you know, they've had a tough time and it is what it is. And, you know, well, there was that whole slavery thing, the whole slavery thing, you know, and then, then there's the inner cities. They're so hard to live in there and blah, 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 blah. Right. So we let we let the, the comedians make fun of white people. The first white comedian gets up in there and says, black people, whoo, man, you people, you know, and then you talk about the stereotypes or whatever. Nobody holds them accountable, so they keep doing what they do. Nobody holds the conservatives and the and the the uh nobody holds the conservatives and the the um Evangelicals, uh, postmodern Western evangelicals, nobody holds them accountable. Nobody does. 
No one does. And it's absolutely ridiculous. Why in the world do we not hold conservatives, Republicans, postmodern Western evangelicals? Why? Why not? Why don't we do it? I love how the groundswell came from middle-class America. I love how a billionaire was our champion. I love how a billionaire with a limited experience in the area of Christianity and, and, and theology and all things Christian. I, I love how he's the guy. He's the guy that stands up to the bad guys and says, no, it's a Christian nation. It's a Jewish nation. It's, it's a Judeo-Christian nation. That's how we are found. That's how it is. We're, this is what we're doing. Yeah, maybe I don't know all the rules on church. Maybe I don't know how to say all the different things, but you know what? That's who we are. Don't let somebody tell you different. Don't somebody tell you we're a Muslim nation. Yeah, break. Look, we became, this is why I love Center for Self-Governance. By the way, if you own a gun, if you if you carry a gun, for sure. Uh, but if you own a gun, you have a gun in the house, I don't care where the gun came from. Doesn't matter to me. I'm not asking. Go to my website, theninjapastor.com. At the bottom, there's a banner. Theninjapastor.com or drshongreader.com. Go there and click on that banner and get you some second call defense. It's coverage that you don't have through your homeowners. You think you do, but it's actually excluded. You say, well, I have a, a PCAT, which is a, a property and casualty. It, it's like an umbrella policy, they call it. No. 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 They're, they are specifically excluded. So, Or if you don't want to do it on the computer, call 877-502-3300. That's 877-502-3300. And tell them that Ninja Pastor sent you. Give them this number. You'll get a month for free. You ready? 20630, the Ninja Pastor. You remember that part? 20630, you'll get a month for free. Don't mess around. There's pictures all over, all over the internet. All over the internet. They're crying, they're whining, they're looking afraid, right? They're terrified, they're afraid. They're terrified, they're afraid, they're like, oh my God, oh my God, what's going to happen to us now? Look, if, you, if you're an employer, let me say this, if you're a middle-class employer, and you hire illegals, guess what should happen? By the way, great call, Steve from Ohio. Excellent. Excellent. Sharp guy. Really, really super sharp guy. Great patriot. If you, if you are I don't, it doesn't matter to me what size business, really. I, as I think about it, I, it doesn't matter. If you're a business person and you hire an illegal alien, you know they're illegal, it's your job to find out if they have their papers or they don't. You should be arrested. You should be prosecuted. If you hire illegals, you should go to jail. You've committed a crime. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of it. At some point or another, we got to call it what it is.
the the media they don't know what to make of this the pundits they don't know what to make of this they they don't have any understanding if they're like oh my gosh what happened the 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 lgbtq people in the audience for hillary clinton they were bawling they're scared to death oh no what's going to happen to us black people talking about they're going to get dragged behind a car this man has never been accused in a million years of being anti lgbtq He's never been accused of racism, except until he was running for president against Hillary Clinton. Nobody's ever leveled that. In 30-plus years of being a big name all across the world, everybody knows who Donald Trump is, all of a sudden this guy's, you know, uh, sexually assaulting people. Give me a break, people. Come on, smarten up. So finally somebody said, hey, we've had enough. Guess who that somebody was? Well, let me let me say this, by the way. You want to talk about a glass ceiling. Hillary Clinton was so sure that she won. By the way, she she had a big, um, a really big uh, fireworks show planned for tonight as a celebration. But she also had this thing above her where she was going to be speaking that was, to, it was emblematic of a glass ceiling. You know, she's broken the glass ceiling. Finally in America, women can look to her. Really? Because I thought black people could look to Barack Obama. I thought half white, half black people could look to Barack Obama for what a half white, half black person could do. And that, that didn't happen. He didn't drag anybody out of the gutter. He helped nobody. Nobody at all. Hillary Clinton was going to break this glass ceiling. It's a big, big celebration. It's a big, powerful moment during her speech. She was all ready to make it all about her. Hey, I made history. She wanted that portrait to be done, that presidential portrait, 45th president of the United States of America, Hillary Rodham Clinton. That's what it was about for her. It wasn't about serving you. And all these gay people and all these other people in the, in the, uh, in the audience, boo-hooing, boo-hooing, just crying their eyes out. Oh my God, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna tell our children? First of all, once you leave your mom and daddy's basement, then maybe you can see how the real world works because it don't work how you think it does. You spend all your time in mom and daddy's basement, you, you got a skewed view of how things really work, y'all. Let, let me let me say this to you. Uh, Anderson Cooper said uh, on the polls, why did everyone get it wrong? This is what he says. Regarding the previous poll data, CNN's Anderson Cooper asked David Axelrod, who you guys remember who he is. He's a former top advisor to President Obama. What, what did everyone get wrong? Well, this would be so ridiculous if it weren't so telling. The media didn't get it wrong. They malignantly and strategically manipulated the news in order to create the Clinton victory. Systematically, they did it. My friends, they didn't get it wrong. They didn't get it wrong. That would imply that they thought it was going to be different than what it was. No. No. They didn't get it wrong. They malignantly and strategically and diabolically manipulated the news in order to create a Clinton victory. Systematically, they did it systematically. 
My friends, they did everything possible to enable Hillary Clinton to win. Everything. They did everything they could to make sure Hillary Clinton won. Everything. The polls were never accurate, folks. You need to understand that. The coverage was never accurate. Despite this, despite this, despite this, Donald J. Trump and thereby America won. Do you understand that? America won. We won. America can be great again. It's going to take hard work. It's going to take hard work. We can't lay back. We can't rest on our laurels. We can't do it. No, we cannot. It is absolutely time to call for an accounting in America. We don't have an independent press. Come on. Come on. Somebody just sent me a message said, hey, it's up to the independent press. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We don't have an independent press. We, we have a press corps for the left. That's who we have. We're like a communist, fascist, Orwellian society with a national propaganda system. That's who we are. You don't like it? Hey, I can't help you. Here's what I propose. I propose we evaluate who actually reported the news, and then we support those media outlets. We boycott loudly, and we publicly flog the rest. That's what we do. We call them out and we publicly flog the rest. We demand to know why. We, we don't allow, we don't allow Wolf Blitzer or Anderson Cooper or any other, any other shield to pretend they were more than willing. They were, they, they cannot, we can't allow them to pretend that they weren't more than willing accomplices. We needed WikiLeaks to tell us. Listen, Julian Assange is a freaking hero, folks. He's a freaking hero. I don't care who you are. The guy's a hero. Snowden, hero. WikiLeaks ought to get a Pulitzer Prize. How about a Nobel Prize? Guess what they did? You know what they did? They did their job. WikiLeaks did their job. You know, the job we feel is so important that we gave it a constitutional protection. That's we had to learn about what the government was about, what they were really up to from hackers. Look, I'm going to close the show out with this simple thing. President Trump's first hundred days, Ann Coulter, folks, you guys know I like Ann Coulter. Um, I am an ardent supporter of hers. Uh, I happen to know her. She's a really amazing human being. One of the smartest people I've ever had the privilege of meeting. No, we're not besties, but my goodness, this is a sharp, sharp human being. Sharp human being. A, a uh, mental acuity that is, is beyond what, what most people can even fathom. Really, really smart. So she writes this at uh, 1.42 p.m. Well, that was the easy part. All Trump had to do was vanquish people too stupid to pick up the $1,000 bill lying on the sidewalk, smug, smirking, out-of-touch establishment drones. 
Now comes the part Americans have desperately hoped for, but almost never seen, a politician keeping his promises to the American people. Uh, how about we see the examples of Senate candidate Marco Rubio's 2010 promise to oppose amnesty if elected, didn't. Senator Mitch McConnell's 2014 promise to block Obama's executive amnesty if Republicans were handed a Senate majority, he didn't. How about Jeb Bush, how about John Kasich? How about Ted Cruz's promise to support the 2016 Republican presidential candidate? None of them did. Although I have to hand it to Ted Cruz, in the end, he campaigned, he traveled and he campaigned for Donald J. Trump. And I have to say this, I was very proud of him. Trump said some horrible things about his family and he sucked it up. By the way, they've kissed and made up. It's all good. Does anybody else remember, hey, uh, the, the read my lips? Remember that? This was from the family that's too pristine to sully themselves by voting for Trump. With the self-assurance of everything else they've said wrong about Trump from day one. Now, let me say this. Uh, you say what you want about Ann Coulter. She called this day one. Trump's our president. Trump's our, he will be the president. With the self-assurance of everything else they've said wrong about Trump from day one, the media are already announcing that he too will betray the American people. Well, I don't think so. I agree with Ann. To help Mr. Trump keep his promises, I've compiled a list, a detailed schedule for his first 100 days in office. By the way, she publishes this. If you want to copy this, you want to copy it to your planner, to your uh, iCal, whatever, you know, whatever, your Outlook, whatever. Day one, you ready? I'm going to give it to you really quick. Day one, start building the wall. Day two, continue building the wall. Day three, continue building the wall. Day four, continue building the wall. You get where I'm going. Day 30, continue building the wall. Day 38, continue building the wall. Day 45, continue building the wall. Day 62, continue building the wall. Day 73, continue building the wall. Day 88, continue building the wall. Day 92, continue building the wall. 93, continue building the wall. 94, continue building the wall. 95, continue building the wall. 96, continue building the wall. 97, continue building the wall. 98, continue building the wall. 99, continue building the wall. You feeling me? You feeling in here? Day 100, report to the American people about the progress of, wall, of the wall and keep building the wall. Good luck. President Donald Trump. Here's something you should know. Hillary Clinton failed to win over black, Hispanic, and female voters. The charts show exactly why she lost the presidential election. Demographic exit polling shows how Trump became the president. How did he become the president? You know, the voting, the voting is over. You know, we've done the voting. There's still some counting to be done. Sure, sure, there's still some counting to be done. Why not? Let's count all the votes. It all matters. It all matters. Let's count all the votes. Donald Trump has emerged victorious over Hillary Clinton and the Clinton evil and the Clinton crime syndicate and the Barack Hussein Obama crime syndicate and the Democrat Party crime syndicate and the corrupt head of the FBI crime syndicate, and the head of the Department of Justice, Attorney General Loretta Lynch, crime syndicate. He, he did this above all of them. He, of all of them. Early signs as to how this unexpected result occurred can be seen in demographic 
exit poll data with Clinton doing worse than expected among women, Hispanic voters, and African-Americans. By comparing Clinton's performance to Obama's in 2012, it's easy to see that she failed to appeal to a number of key voter groups. Groups that it was predicted she would have more support from. Women did not support Hillary Clinton. No, they did not. They didn't. Women did not support Hillary Clinton. And, and here she was the, the women's candidate, right? Right, she's the one. She's the one that's going to vanquish all the bad guys. She's the one. She's the entity. She's the one. She's the entity. She's the she's the power, right? She's she's going to bring us back up. She's going to lift us back up. My goodness. <coughs> Here's the thing. She didn't need to. Hey, according to Hillary Clinton, the economy's great. According to Barack Hussein Obama, that's hey, great. We're doing great. We're on the upturn. We need a little time. We need a little more money. That's all we need. A little more time, a little more money. That's all we need. Hey, we don't like that Donald Trump keeps saying that America is not great. We think we are great. We, we want to be positive. We want to come from a positive. Really. Feminism. Black Lives Matter. Pay to kill Planned Parenthood. The woman who was pro six months post-birth abortion. This woman and all of her people. These, these are the people. This is this is she had the, the absolute unmitigated gall to run for president of the United States of America. You've got to be kidding me. But we allowed it. Comey was more afraid of the bullets coming from Hillary Clinton, the Clinton crime syndicate, than she was afraid of people on the right, people, people that want justice of saying, hey, we're not going to tolerate this. Rural America, call them stupid. Farms, they bring us food. No farms, no food. These are hardworking, smart people. They backed Trump emphatically, emphatically. Trump gained support among Hispanic and black voters. Did you ever in a million years think that would happen? My friends, here's, here's where we are. And, and I'm, I'm already receiving just mountains of messages from people saying, you know, I thought that you would you would be the uniter. Why aren't you uniting us? Why aren't you pulling us together? Because we don't need to be united. Why in the world would I join up with a group of people who said just 24 hours, not even, they said, I'm ruining the country. They said, you're what's wrong with America. They said, you're dumb. You're a non-college educated white male, middle-aged. Let's ignore the 11 years postgraduate education, multiple masters and doctors. That's, that's fine. No big deal. I'll call it. I'm a country boy. I'm straight up a country boy and proud of it. 
I say I grew up on a farm, but my friends say, no, you didn't grow up on a farm. Just because you lived where there was farming done doesn't mean you grew up on a farm. Well, I did grow up on a farm. I used to climb on the tractors and everything. Not everybody can be a farmer. It's awesome. But I am. I'm a country boy. I love to hunt. I'd like to fish more if I knew how to do it. And believe it or not, I grew up down at the water, don't know how to fish. Not really. I could fake it. And you could think I knew what I was doing, but I don't really. My son takes me periodically, but I don't, I don't learn. I know how to crab. Better believe that. I love the country. I love country folk, the good people. We can learn a lot from country folk. Cities, let me tell you what, it gets all messed up once you get a bunch of people in a little bitty place. And you say, hey, you're here because you're going to get a bunch of stuff from us. Here's the thing. It's going to require guts and old school intestinal fortitude from us, the people on the right. We can't mess around, folks. We cannot mess around. We've got to hashtag decide, resolve, and stand. It's been my pleasure to fight with you and for you all of this time. To fight by your side, to stand by your side and say, hey, we're in it to win. And I've got good friends. My buddy Doug, he's a never-Trumper, and uh, God bless him. He's been very respectful to me. I've got many other friends similar to him. Very smart people, very good people, patriots. We just disagreed vigorously. Now's the time. Sign up for Center for Self-Governance, centerforselfgovernance.com. You got to do it, folks. You got to do it. Centerforselfgovernance.com. We will come to any state in the nation and we will teach you. Now, when I say we, I'm not a teacher, I'm a student. There are five levels and then there's special levels after. The work starts now. Thank you, Jerry from Pennsylvania. The work starts now. We have got to get in it to win it. You say, we just won. We just, what are you talking about, Dr. Sean? We just won. No. We've got to help Donald Trump. We've got to help. Listen, kudos to Mike Pence, folks. That guy's a sharp guy. I don't care who you are. That guy is a sharp, sharp guy. I hear a bunch of, of uh, never Trumpers who are out there whining and moaning on uh, social media you people, you pro-Trump people, you need to be nice. You need to not talk so mean. You need to not talk so mean. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Don't be so mean. You've got to be kidding me. You called us deplorable. No, thanks. We do not need you to make America great again. You are the problem. And now we are going to be the solution, America. Each and every one of us. Follow me at theninjapastor.com on Twitter if you're a Twitter person. If you're on um, Instagram, follow me at theninjapastor or theninjapastor. I don't know what it's called there. The Ninja Pastor. Go to Facebook. Look me up on there. Follow me on Facebook. And then please, if you will, just go to theninjapastor.com, www.theninjapastor.com or drshawngreener.com, and the little panel will pop up. Just put your name and social security number and your bank account. I'm kidding. Don't put any of that stuff on there. Just put your name and your, and your email address. That's it. We don't sell it. We don't give it to anybody. That way you get notification if I'm in your city speaking. Remember, tomorrow I'll be in uh, the little town of Millsboro, Delaware, speaking to the 912 Delaware Patriots. Title of my speech is what now? 
love for you to join us. God bless you. God bless America. Thank God. Thank God and thank you so many of you people who got out there and worked so hard. By the way, the update, they said the market would tank. Last night during all the, uh, the uh, deliberations, it was doing bad, but the Dow Jones finished up 256.95. It's the largest rally ever, day after election rally ever in all of history. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the real deal. The fight begins now. Thank you for fighting alongside of me. We'll be back on Sunday. I'm going to have quite a message for you on Sunday. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you. God bless America. I'll tell you what, God bless Donald Trump and Kellyanne Conway. Hillary Clinton might have wanted to fracture the glass ceiling, but guess who did? Kellyanne Conway, first female campaign manager of a major political party for president, and she won. Rock on, Philly girl, rock on. God bless you. Follow us on Sunday. Join us next time for The Collision of Faith and Politics. And please follow this show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the ninja pastor. And follow Dr. Sean on Twitter at the ninja pastor and on Facebook 